Bible Treasures Topic 5 Worship Welcome to the Sound Doctrine Telecast These are the days of the Holy Spirit That's according to what God has promised through prophet Joel In the last days I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh We are living in those last days These last days in which we are living began 2000 years ago That was the time when the Holy Spirit the third person of divine trinity descended on the earth So we call these days as the dispensation of the Holy Spirit One of the outstanding benefits of the Holy Spirit who has come into our midst is to lead us into all truth Please turn with us to John's Gospel 16th chapter Look at the 13th verse When he the spirit of truth has come he will guide you into all truth Look at the name that Jesus has given to the Holy Spirit He is the spirit of truth As the spirit of truth his ministry is to lead us or guide us into all truths Immediately there comes a question what is the truth Now we can again refer to the Lord Jesus Christ for an exact answer Turn with us to John's gospel 17th chapter Look at the 17th verse This chapter we call the high priestly prayer of Jesus Christ. Sanctify them by your truth, your word is truth. What is the truth? The word of God is the truth. Now that's the name that Bible itself gives to the Bible in several places all over the scriptures. For example turn with us to 2 Corinthians 6th chapter and the 7th verse Here we read it is by the word of truth Then when you come to 2 Timothy 2nd chapter if you look at the 15th verse There we read be diligent to present yourself approved to God a worker who does not need to be ashamed rightly dividing the word of truth What is the truth The word of God is truth That is why the Bible itself is called the word of truth Who is the author of the Holy Bible That is the Holy Spirit So he is called the spirit of truth. Now we will be deceived terribly in these last days if we don't have a love and passion for truth. Turn with us for a passage of warning in 2 Thessalonians 2nd chapter. Now look at verses 9, 10 and 11. The coming of the lawless one is according to the working of Satan with all power signs and lying wonders and with all unrighteous deception among those who perish because they did not receive the love of the truth that they might be saved 
You know, it is because they don't have a love for the truth, there will be a strong deception. Now that is repeated in the 11th verse. For this reason, God will send them strong delusion that they would believe the lie. The deception is terrible and the delusion is strong because people do not love the truth and they have to ultimately settle down for a lie. Beloved, this is what we are seeing prevalently all over Christendom. What do we observe? Untruth is more popular than truth itself. Because people are not ready and open for correction, truth of God's word has perished in the streets. Now that's what exactly was the lamentation of Prophet Jeremiah. Turn with us to the book of Jeremiah 7th chapter. Look at the 28th verse. This is a nation that does not obey the voice of the Lord their God, nor receive correction. Truth has perished and has been cut off from their mouth. When you don't really open your hearts and minds to receive correction from God's word, you will be cut off from the truth of God's word. This telecast is dedicated to bring you back to the truth of God's word. In this series of talks, we are teaching you the subject of Christian worship. Title that is before us is How Not to Worship. So far we have done three lessons. Lesson number one. Do not worship for personal enjoyment. Number two. Do not sacrifice the scriptures for the spirit. Last week we studied lesson number three. Do not leave the spirit for the content. Now today we will move on to lesson number four. Do not forget the father. How not to worship? Do not forget the father. Most of the modern songs and choruses that we today use in worship are all around Jesus and there is a total neglect of the Father. But if we thoroughly study the scriptures, the Father God who primarily seeks worshippers unto Him. That's what exactly Jesus clearly told that woman by the well in Samaria. Turn with us to John's Gospel, 4th chapter. And we'll read verse 23 to you. The hour is coming and now is when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth for the Father is seeking such to worship Him. You see, it is the Father's passion and it is the Father who is going after people from whom He can get true worshippers. Now this truth is consistently taught throughout the Bible. Come along with us to look at a few scripture passages. Turn with us first of all to Philippians 3rd chapter. And we look at verse 3. 
We are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus. Whom do we worship? We worship God. How do we worship? We worship God in the spirit. And what is the result of that worship? We rejoice in Christ Jesus. We worship God in the spirit and rejoice in Christ Jesus. Now come with us to the book of Colossians. And look at the first chapter. And we'll read verse 3 unto you. We give thanks to the God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. Whom do we give thanks unto? To God. Who is that God? The Father of our Lord Jesus. Now the same truth is given to us in the book of James 3rd chapter. And look at the ninth verse. We say, we bless our God and Father. So we worship God the Father. We worship God the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now immediately there comes a question. Why does Jesus come in all this worship? Now that also is clearly taught to us in the Holy Bible. Book of Ephesians 5th chapter. Look at the 20th verse. Giving thanks always for all things to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Whom do we worship or whom do we give thanks unto? To God the Father. How do we do it? In the name of our Lord Jesus. Now the same truth is given to us in book of Colossians 3rd chapter. 17th verse. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. So you give thanks to God the Father through the Lord Jesus Christ. Now in this context, I want to teach you an important principle of biblical interpretation. Any doctrine must be established only if there is a consistent teaching of that throughout the scriptures. You cannot simply pick up one or two passages or one or two verses from obscurity and build up a doctrine. I will just teach you that principle that is very clearly given to us in 2 Corinthians 13th chapter. Read the first two verses. Here is Paul writing to the Corinthian church. This is the third time I am coming to you. By the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. I have told you before, and foretell as I were to present the second time, and now being absent, I write these things unto you. You know, there are three times he is mentioning the same truth. Already told you before. And now then I repeated it. Now I am writing it unto you. Because he was giving teaching and he was giving doctrines to the churches. 
Then he says, by the word of two or three witnesses, everything shall be established. Now immediately, then there come another question. Should we not worship Jesus Christ at all? No, that is not what we are telling you. The ultimate worship has to go to God the Father. Once again, the ultimate worship must go to God the Father. We will give you some sample text, then you will appreciate that truth. That is a very familiar passage in Philippians 2nd chapter. We have got several choruses we sing with that content. Now we will read from verse 9 to 11. Please follow it carefully. God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of those in heaven and of those on the earth and those under the earth and every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. It doesn't stop there. To the glory of God the Father. You know every time we say every knee shall bow. And every time we say that every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But ultimately the Bible says it is all to the glory of God the Father. If you turn with us to a very interesting passage in book of Hebrews. Second chapter. Look at the twelfth verse. We find Jesus Christ himself worshipping God the Father. This is what he is confessing before his father. I will declare your name to my brothers in the midst of the congregation. I will sing praise unto you, says Jesus. We will turn your attention to another passage with which we are all very familiar. And 14th chapter of John's Gospel. I look at the 6th verse. Jesus said, I am the way. For what? I am the way. I am not the way unto myself. I am the way for what? No one comes to the Father except through me. In other words, Jesus is the way, but the ultimate destination is God the Father. Now that truth is again amplified for us in Ephesians 4th chapter. There we have got the seven oneness factors. We'll read from verse 4 to 6. There is one body and one spirit, one hope, one Lord, one faith, one baptism. After saying all that, it says one God and Father of all who is above all, through all and in you all. You know, when you talk about one Lord or one Spirit, there is no such explanation. But it says, one God and Father, it says, who is above all, through all, and in you all. That is why in the final stage, beloved, the Son of God, Jesus Christ, also will subject Himself to the Father. It's a very delicate truth. 1 Corinthians 15th chapter. Look at the 28th verse. When all things are made subject to him, then the Son himself will also be subject to him who put all things under him so that 
God may be all in all. How crystal clearly the Bible puts this doctrine. Immediately somebody asks another question. Brother, in the book of Revelation, we read about uh, worship directly to the Lamb of God. Turn with us to the book of Revelation. And look at the fifth chapter. I'll read to you the thirteenth verse. Every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth, such as in the sea and all that are in them, I heard them saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Worship unto the one who is on the throne and to the Lamb of God. Now turn with us to Revelation 7th chapter. Look at the 9th and the 10th verses. Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. What does it mean? After we go to heaven, the mediatory work of Jesus Christ between us and the Father would be over. No necessity. So at that point of time, both God the Father and the Lamb of God are worshipped. At the same time, there is no direct teaching anywhere in the Bible as to be worshipping the Holy Spirit. And if you turn with us to John 16th chapter, look at the 14th words. What will the Holy Spirit do? Jesus said, He will glorify me. And if you look at the 17th chapter, look at the 4th verse. Here is Jesus telling the Father, I have glorified you. See the order? The Holy Spirit glorifies the Son. And the Lord Jesus Christ, He glorifies His Father. However, the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, they are co-equal. But in the divine order, we have to always accept and take without any question what the Bible has so crystal clearly taught us. God the Father must be worshipped in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the power and enablement of the Holy Spirit. How not to worship? Do not forget the Father. Shall we pray? Gracious Heavenly Father, we worship you. We praise you. We adore you. We give all glory unto you. Because all power and dominion, they belong to you. Father, we thank you for your love that you gave us, you showed to us through your Son. Thank you, Father, for the Holy Spirit who makes it understandable to us. We give you all glory and honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.